0: Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome into On The Pace on this Thursday morning of Breeders Challenge week. We're already really looking forward to Sunday afternoon. Returning to the Sunday afternoon time lock is the Breeders Challenge for 2023 and it's shaping as a super afternoon in Harness Racing. For Group 1s, we've also got a further 2 four-year-old divisions of the Breeders Challenge, a new race, the Battle of Besheba for uh, the Open Class paces as well, so 10 races in total. Also going to have representation from a New South Wales perspective at Redwood Classic Dame, at Maryborough as well. We will Waiting to see Loyalist go around tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. So that's going to be another intriguing uh, meeting. The JP Stratton Cup is their feature of $100,000. So Loyalist making his way back across the Nullarbor to contest some of their feature races. So we're wishing Joe Connolly the very best of luck there. In terms of last night, we raced at Bathurst. Our guest yesterday morning was Brad Hewitt. And he had a great night at the Office 3 training victories and he was also able to drive a, a further winner uh, for his dad. So four driving victories in total for Brad on that nine race card. Uh, his runner on runner of note on Sunday afternoon, Captain's Knock, has been really well backed uh, in early markets for that three-year-old Colts and Buildings Breeders Challenge division to maybe cause the upset to better be the best. So he could be in for a continual good week. We had that trialling session uh, yesterday at... Menango, which featured spirit of st louis and swayze qualifying uh, from the standing start ahead of the new zealand trotting cup which is less than three weeks away now and they were both successful uh, in stepping away cleanly so they will lock horns on sunday afternoon we're going to catch up with will rickson now and cam hart will join us shortly uh, and he can give us the update on swayze as well will joins us thanks for your time will it's going to be a, a busy few days for you upcoming but things continue to to roll along, well, this has been a great season for you so far.
1: Yeah, no worries. Yeah, it has been been a really good year and it's been um, pretty busy. So um, this weekend will be no exception.
0: We'll get stuck into Breeders Challenge Day shortly. But first, we'll just touch on a few runners uh, this evening. You don't have great barrier draws as a rule tonight. Is there anything that stands out at Penrith that uh, you're confident can maybe overcome what looks a, a tricky night on paper?
1: Yeah, the bad draws all night, which makes it pretty hard around the half-mile track. But um, Western Style is racing really well. Um, yeah, drawn six make it hard. Um, but there looks to be a lot of speed on in that race, so it's probably one that can overcome the draw.
0: All right, that's race five tonight, uh, the first leg of the Quaddy from Penrith, race five, horse number six, Western style. I really wanted to focus in uh, on Menangle on Sunday. You had a, a great night last Saturday evening. You were able to win a, a heat of or a semi-final of the Breeders' Challenge. Uh, you also had three wins on that card. But you start off on Sunday afternoon in the Menangle Park Trotters Cup. You picked up the drive on. Albezia. This is her uh, biggest test to date, but she can't do much more than she has so far. She's starting to put together a really good record, so that's a nice pick-up drive. You drove off your cap last time out. Uh, he was able to win. He looks at uh, a major danger as well, but uh, she could certainly sneak into some money there.
1: Yeah, she's racing really well. I haven't, um, haven't won them before, but she hasn't really done much wrong in her career since being in Australia, and um, it looks to be a good, good speed off that front row with Caligula and Dolphy and Monkey. So um, I think, you know, just getting off them should be, should be dangerous late right, and, and in the line well.
0: The first of your breeders' challenge dears is, is in race number three. It's a four year old Enties and Geldings final. Dance and Deliver caused the upset uh, to win his semi final last week at a, at a big price. Can he cause a? ginormous upset this Sunday, my ultimate Ronnie's obviously the horse to beat but you've drawn inside him and he proved last time out that he's not to be underestimated, he's taken some really big steps forward this horse
1: Yeah, he, he's racing really well but um, my ultimate Ronnie's just a, a class animal and you know, looks his race to lose but um, we're really happy with our bloke and we think he'll race well again this week he just might need the right trip to feature in the in the placings, but we're hoping um, he can get the right run, and he'll he'll be there about. And yeah, if he can run top four, we'll be very happy with him.
0: In the four-year-old man's final, it looks a little more open. There looks to be quite a few uh, genuine winning chances, and the two semi-final winners have drawn out as well, which makes things even more intriguing. steer here is beauty play. She was able to run uh, second in behind my sweet Sabrina. In That first semi-final, she showed good gate speed to put herself in a a prominent position. So I'm sure that you'll be hoping again from a nice barrage, or she could maybe find herself in a a similar spot.
1: Yeah, she's uh, her last run was really good. We're we're very happy with her, mum and dad. And yeah, I think the the race, the draws make it a really good race with um, the, the two. The two semi-final winners drawing one. So um, I give her a good each-way chance. She'll Im- I think she'll improve again off her last run. And, yeah, she's got the right draw to, to definitely um, hopefully put herself in the right spot.
0: Are you confident she could win that final with the right run, wheel Because as I mentioned, it looks pretty open, but uh, she's not out of it. She's just so consistent. Yeah,
1: I think she can, Britt. Uh, actually, 12 months ago in the three-year-old Phillies final, she was, she was locked away and, and never got out. At all, and they run really good time. And you know, I think racing in the stronger races it just suits her a bit better. With you know, she seems to, to travel well on good speed, so um, yeah, I definitely think she she can win, but she'll probably need the right win, uh, the right run, sorry, to win.
0: That's race number four. Then you move across to race seven, you've come up with the ace gate with ludicrous. The market has this dubbed a race in two between major delight and I keep smiling there. Very, very good fillies. But uh, your steer, she finally gets a draw. i followed her through this series with interest. And I feel like both of her runs have been exceptional. First up, really nothing went right. And then last week, she just continued to take ground off them in such a good time. Uh, I think that she's a, a genuine hope in this race. If if not to win, which I think that she could with the right circumstances, she's definitely a top three chance.
1: Yeah, for sure. She's, she's given me a really good feel um, since I've been been able to drive her being in Sydney. So, um, yeah, we're stoked with the draw. Um, makes it pretty interesting first, you know, run to the winning post with uh, Major Light to the outside and then I keep slowing to the outside of her. So the first the first quarter will be interesting, but um, hopefully from that draw she'll... she seemed, I haven't asked her to come out of the gate since driving her, but um, I'm sure she'll have the gate speed to hold, hold her spot and, um, you know, I think it'll give us options.
0: How do you think the race will play out? Major Delight drawing inside, I keep smiling, gives her the early advantage, but uh, you would have done the form and had a good look over things. How do you think the three-year-old Philly's final will sort of go from from start to finish?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Major Delight can get crossed. I think she's um, she gets out, you know, when they ask her, she'll, she'll definitely come out of the gate uh, as good as anything. There's a couple out wide I thought, well, a chance there are? Maybe a Cecilia like lands crossed in, in nice races before, but um, you know, I think it's important with Ludicrous that we leave the gate as best as we can and make sure that if she was to take a trail, it was on either Edge of the Eye or I could smile. Um, That is, if we if we do take that option. So, um, yeah, I, I see it being a pretty pretty hot run race to the to the winning post anyway. For um, maybe a couple of the wider ones trying to get in front of Major Delight early.
0: You just noted there, Will, around, I guess, if you want to take that option, is there a slight percentage that you take full advantage of the barrier drawer on Sunday and try and take them all of the way?
1: Yeah, something I'll have to talk to Kate too, but um, just knowing how uh, I feel like Major Delight races, I think if if it was up to me, I'd say it'd be best trail on it because... um, you know, like Wendy Hill Tara could trail her in the in the heat of um, the Bathurst race and was able to beat her and um, she sorta she just seems as though doing she likes to get into a dog fight and if you parked her she would um, she just keep coming all day so um, but having a first look at the race and my thoughts would probably be best option was the, the trailer.
0: Awesome. Well that's race number seven and then a two final drives to close out the card. Il Bendito, that is such a, a strong three-year-old Colts and Geldings division of the Breeders Challenge. He's drawn outside many of his major rivals and Gennady probably doesn't look out of things in that last race as well. Is uh, is he a, a genuine winning hope, Gennady, in the closer?
1: Yeah, he's racing really well through his grades. He gave me a great feel when he won two weeks ago in, in good time. Um, probably a step up again this week but he was in a stronger race last week and, and never got clear at all. So um, he's an H-way chance, and he will be race. will right. we'll run his honest race, but um, that's now the race of the day with, um, with that three-year-old, boys. It's um, going to be, uh, yeah, he's up against tough competition.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. It's uh, going to be a great race, that three-year-old Colts and Geldings division. Really appreciate your time this morning, Will, and best of luck, particularly there on Sunday.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me on, Britt.
0: Will Rickson joining us this morning and he's going to play a, a vital role in that uh, Breeders Challenge Finals day. Uh, he gave a good push for beauty playing that four-year-old mare's division and I think he does really hold a key to that three-year-old Phillies Breeders Challenge Final uh, with Ludicrous. Cam Hyde is also going to have a lot of uh, key contenders when it comes to Sunday afternoon and he's joining us uh, for On The Pace this morning. Good morning, Cam. How are you?
2: Yeah, good morning, Britt. Good, thanks.
0: Just before we touch on Sunday afternoon and the Breeders Challenge, just back to yesterday and uh, the trials at Menangle, you jumped aboard Swayze to qualify him from a standing start first and foremost. He, he hadn't qualified from behind the tapes before and uh, also just get, a, I guess, an understanding of how he'd deal uh, with a standing start racing. It's going to be a little different on the second Tuesday in November than it was yesterday morning at Menangle, but he appeared to the Ida to handle uh, it all quite well.
2: Yeah, he was awesome, Brent. Um Yeah, super happy with the way he handled it. Um, he's the ultimate professional, really, as a racehorse. So it really wasn't any surprise to Jason and I, but it's still nice for him to go out there and do it. And yeah, obviously, there's going to be a bit more atmosphere and a bit more going on over in New Zealand. But yeah, like I said, I think he's the type of horse to handle it well.
0: He sprinted up the straight in a sub-26 closing quarter. Did that surprise you? He's so well-known as such a hardy staying type and he actually appeared to do it pretty convincingly.
2: Yeah, it did a little bit. Um, when I pulled up, I said to Jace, that's probably the sharpest he's been um, since he's had him. And like you said, he, he's capable of running a couple of 26 quarters, but he just needs to roll into it normally. But yeah, his point-to-point speed was really good um, yesterday. Yeah, he just seems to be in a really good spot at the minute
0: you're able to run second in last year's New Zealand Cup with Majestic Cruiser so I'm sure that you're really hungry to go one better he's going to start on Sunday in the Battle of Fisheba which looks a perfect lead-up race over the the 2400 metres and I would expect maybe some further improvement through that run you weren't aboard first up but uh, he looks to have returned it in great form I would assume at this point you probably wouldn't swap your New Zealand Cup drive
2: Nah, for sure, breeder. I think I've got the right drive. And yeah, his first up performance was pretty unbelievable. And yeah, I'd say he's probably come on a little better from that. So it'd be nice to get him another little hit out before he heads over this Sunday. And it looks pretty hard to beat in that race as well.
0: He certainly does. That's race number nine on Sunday afternoon. Your breeder's challenge. Uh, finals kick off in race number three with My Ultimate Ronnie. This look, really looks particularly of uh, races to lose My Ultimate Ronnie's. He just looks perfectly placed here and uh, he's going to be so hard to beat.
2: Yeah, he's been a great horse, you know, all the way from two-year-old to now, so um, yeah, he hasn't been able to pick up a Breeders Challenge series, but he's run two placings in him, so it'd be nice to, to crack the win this year. And yeah, he does look the, the class horse in, in this series and in, in this final, so uh, all going well. Hopefully we can find the front and control the race.
0: And he's looking to, to travel as well. You had success earlier on this year at Gloucester Park in the Nullarbor and it looks likely that my old friend Ronnie's heading over for the Golden Nugget. So that's something to look forward to. And just the style of horse he is, he should zip around Gloucester Park.
2: Yeah, for sure, Brett. I'm really excited to get back over. Obviously had a great time for the Nullarbor
0: um, over in
2: Perth. So. Yeah, he looks to be a a nice horse to take over and um, I'm sure he'll handle that well.
0: That's race three. Race number five is a two-year-old Phillies final and our ultimate, Luca, is your steer here. She's still a maiden. She's only had three starts, but I was really taken by her semi-final effort. You weren't aboard. It was Victoria Cup night. Will Rickson was able to qualify safely through, but her sectionals were super and obviously Luxa Turner looks really hard to beat, but she might be a filly to watch going forward.
2: Yeah, definitely Brita. I always had a bit of time for her as she come through the trials and was learning the craft. But, um, yeah, she just seems to be getting better and better each run. And she dropped a really nice quarter at the end of that race, um, in the semi-final and, and looked really good on the line. So she could posse up somewhere. She's probably not out of it, um, you know, to be in the top four. Obviously Ricky's Philly looks to be one out of the box and has come up with a pretty decent draw. So she'll be, take a fair bit of catching in that.
0: That's race five. Race number seven is a three-year-old filly's uh, final. And Tin Tin Jo is your engagement here. I'm sure you would have preferred to probably draw inside Major Delight and I Keep Smiling. Uh, were you surprised what I Keep Smiling was able to do last week? She was able to pretty comprehensively beat your filly, but you probably couldn't be disappointed in her either because they went 49-9. and This is maybe a deeper crop than we first assumed.
2: Yeah, for sure. It was a huge performance while I keep smiling and obviously I had a lot of time for the filly. She's been a great filly the whole way through. i obviously started her career career with Mark Hewitt and was really well performed with with him and um, yeah, she's obviously gone to another level and yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. Um, The the way she beat me was really dominant and um, yeah, she's obviously a superstar filly and I'm still really happy with Tintin Joe's run. She's probably gone 50 and a half herself and it's probably as good as she can go. And, um, yeah, still thought she was super. It's probably the quickest she's ever gone as well. So, um, yeah, I thought both those runs were, were really good on uh, last Saturday.
0: As mentioned, you draw outside, made you delight, and I keep smiling. Tim jo Joe has some good gate speed. What are you thinking? Do you, do you drive her a little more conservatively on Sunday and hope that those two fillies go to war? Because she seems to be quite a good staying filly. Yours, or, or do you consider rolling the dice early on and trying to get to the marker lines what's your initial uh, reaction to the barrier draw and how you think things could play out
2: yeah I really like the barrier just because we're drawn right alongside them it gives us options she has got the speed where I think if I open her up early she probably could get across but you know that could be uh, to our disadvantage late but um, yeah just looking at the field I, I believe that the best way to beat them would probably be to camp off them and and hope that they might take a bit out of each other and we might get a crack late.
0: That's race number seven at 334, the $150,000 three-year-old Phillies final. And uh, my ultimate Snowy wraps it up from a, a Breeders' challenge perspective. He was great last week, uh, probably a surprise defeat in his heat, but then he, clearly took great improvement through that after doing all the work in his semi-final. The barrier draw looks very unkind but again, this is a race that on paper could easily go sub 150. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of speed uh, drawn down low so we've just got to hope they go crazy and he's certainly a horse good enough to, to knock him off but he's just going to need a lot of, of luck from that barrier and yeah, super impressed with his semi-final run. He, he had to do a lot of work outside a really good horse so Um, The way he stuck on that last 50 metres to to run into a place still was, um, yeah, I thought his run was great. So, yeah, he's going to need a lot of shortcuts and a bit of luck, but uh, he's certainly a quality horse.
0: All right, that's raised number eight, the final of the Breeders Challenge finals on Sunday afternoon. A busy few weeks upcoming for you, Cam. Best of luck. Thanks for joining us this morning. Here's hoping there's more feature race success just around the corner. We appreciate you joining us today.
2: No worries. Thanks, Brute.
0: Cameron Hart joining us this morning for On The Pace. So pretty comprehensive look at several of the key contenders with both Ricks and Cam joining us this morning. And uh, hopefully the picture's a little clearer if you've started the form for Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a super, super day of racing. And make sure you get out on course if you can to Menangle the First getting underway uh, just after midday uh, with 10 races in total. That's On The Pace for this Thursday we really looking forward to Sunday afternoon. All of those markets are available with Tab. Michael Geerham will be aboard tomorrow morning from just after ten thirty to find some winners as well.